0: I wouldn't watch a documentary on the Manson. The Mason family or the Manson family? Because those are two different families.
1: The Masons just live up the road and just had someone Mm -hmm. follow them around. Their dad's in software. The mom's a stay-at-home mom. (laughs) Two kids, Ricky and Bobby. Both of them are on the swim team. Ricky's better than Bobby. Bobby has trouble with his backstroke. (laughs) He gets made fun of for it. He crapped his Speedo once. There's just like a lump in the front and a lump in the back. But he's got a
0: fucking butterfly stroke He can't shake a stick at.
1: No, yeah, that's why I keep him on the team. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey guys, welcome to the Bloody and Suddy Show.
1: I am Suddy Smash. This is Bloody the Elf, and welcome to the show for prison inmates by prison inmates. Uh, today we are, we got a great show in store. We got a, um, a continuation of March of Cults. And this week we're doing the People's Temple In Jim Jones And uh, after that we've got our Usual format of This Week in Dumb Actually news stories from Actually this week And um, then after that Actually this week 100% They're from this week And then uh, we're going to close up with another What's the theme tonight? Uh, It's actually (laughs) Movies about cults
0: Movies about cults Because you know I didn't have a, a, a creative bone in my body at that point, so I was like, oh, "What's you easy stayed,
1: that?" You kept it on topic, and that's and yeah. that is respectable. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I know Suddy over there is excited. We baby Samara also excited. Clearly, she can't
0: take it. She's plugging her ears right now. She's like, "Nope, no spoilers."
1: I know uh, executive producer <laughs> Melissa Martinez is super excited about it. Hi, Melissa Martinez. Excited um and twitch and discord mods lolita also very excited let's talk some
0: uh some jim jones and the the people's temple so jim jones when he was a kid uh he was one of fuck i think he was like four or five kids he was one of those families right Ah, yeah and he lived in uh in indiana and uh his uh his, his dad was a drunk he didn't work uh, the mom worked, uh, and uh, all of his childhood friends said that they would all go to his house and play in the barn. And they said, from a really young age, from like six, seven, he uh, was really obsessed with uh, like death and religion. And uh, he would kill small animals because that's not a red flag even a little bit. Not even. Um, he killed like cats and uh, and rabbits and shit on the on the the farm and uh, then would hold funerals for them that he invited the friends to come to after so he murdered weird. them. Yeah, it's real weird. So then, he, as he got older, he uh, started getting into being a pastor, and he didn't feel at home um, with his family because, you know, it was it was a fucking dysfunctional family. It's just what it was. And,
1: uh, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know, it's, it's normal for people to throw bottles at the wall every once in a while
1: passion Um, that's all i'm hearing
0: (laughs) (laughs) um and uh so he started getting into uh being a pastor and he started feeling um a sense of community at uh the pentecostal church like the local pentecostal church sure um and you know they're very fucking it's a big fucking to do Pentecostal churches. They're the fucking raise hands in the air and fucking speaking in tongues and all that shit. Yeah. And um, so he started doing that and it, uh, he didn't start and that, that was like in the, the 60s. I think it was 65 65 he ended up getting, he ended up getting a solid following of like 40-ish people and um got them to move out to um let me take a step back for a second so what he was preaching in in indiana um in the in the 50s and early 60s was uh like integration like full inclusion uh mixed race mixed everything like just and which wasn't a bad message right especially for the time no it wasn't um so but it was really odd and, and people in his congregation would stand up during sermons and be like hey these motherfuckers don't belong here and he would kick them out which you know which is was a good message it was, mm-hmm. a, it was a solid fucking message at the time and um so he ended up moving him and his uh small following out to Ukiah which is a really rural fucking northern California like farmland mm-hmm. and um they started building a community and uh doing church there and um he was really charismatic and uh talked people into one just fucking moving across the country you know in a 15 car fucking caravan uh across the country to go move to fucking rural california and he moved there because it was in I don't remember the publication but it was like one of the nine places that would survive a nuclear fucking holocaust because it's so rural yeah so they ended up building like houses and and farmland and shit out there and his whole thing was if you join the people's temple if you join the church the church will take care of you so if you come here you contribute and uh and we'll we'll take care of you if you have fucking if you need to go see a doctor we'll make sure you get, get seen by a doctor if you need a fucking dentist if you need legal help like we'll help you with all of that so it was very communal it was very uh he had a, it was like a socialist agenda right it yeah. was, everybody was equal which again not a bad message
1: no and this um, was like high in the um or deep into that whole um what do you call it? That the whole um that whole movement of Civil Rights. Civil rights movement. Yeah. This was yeah. very high in this. So he had a lot of like celebrities step up and be like just like they do now, back then, we were yeah. like preaching in his favor. Like they're like he's doing amazing things. And with his church he was it was clothe the sick, feed the hungry. It was very much so outreach towards the poor. And um, the biggest thing was his That's civil funny. rights was a big deal. And yeah. um, and pre- so he got a lot of favor from within the community. People loved him because he was doing the things that their local governments couldn't do. And mm-hmm. that was a big thing. However, though, the big the big catch to that was he was very into secluding his this congregation from the outside. So he would be yeah. like, instead of spending your time on thanksgiving with your family you need to spend it with your new family we are your family now so you don't buy christmas presents for your family you buy them for the church to then distribute to the congregation like they're not your family anymore we're your new family and that was a big big part
0: yeah yeah and it got to the point where it was like hey instead of tithing you know your 20 percent of your income sign your house over (laughs) fucking sell your house everything yeah abandon the church will take care of you Mm -hmm. uh which was real weird but you know it still worked to a degree it was still getting kind of it was in that gray area of this is kind of fucking weird yeah um but he built up a fucking like for senior citizens he built them a whole senior center with like state-of-the-art shit so it was like okay all right you know whatever uh, but then he kind of outgrew Ukiah, yeah, um, and ended up moving out to San, moving the, the place out to San Francisco after doing like bus tours with the church, yeah, where he just like rec- basically recruited people. He would have a sermons lot, in different places, yeah, and he was like, "I'll get you on this bus right now, fucking, gone here, whatever." And he was he was a showman, is mm-hmm. basically what it was. There's there's one real popular video of a faith healing that he did. And, yeah, uh, that was a big part it of this, it too. Yeah, it was this lady in a wheelchair, and she got up and started walking, and then started running down the fucking pews and shit. And then uh, everybody found out way later that it was just one of his secretaries that he just dressed up to. Yeah, make look- that
1: was actually a huge thing too, where he was yeah. really he made a spectacle out of it and was like obviously deceiving people. Like it was, yeah. he would have like uh, these big big events during his church services that were like up to in the area of around 3000 people that would show up to see him, but he would go through, make you sign up ahead of time. They'd come in and then he would have like private investigators run background checks on these people. So then he could get information like their home addresses, phone numbers, social security numbers. They would feed him that information. Then he'd call them out of the crowd, make them come up and then just tell this information. So it made it sound like he was, he he had speaking with god he has this information and he knew all and um, he would have healings that he got um, he picked up from another another guy but he would take like chicken livers and like animal parts and then they would he would say that he's taking their cancer away and it would be like yeah and and they would be like oh i'm saved and so he would gain thousands of people to come in and see this through just means of deception, yeah. and um, it was one thing that was really important to keep in mind on all this too—that this was not much for religion for him, but it was more to push the political agenda of yeah, uh, communism. It was very, yeah, it was, like yeah, was, it was, it was
0: very, it was it was very much political, and that was one of the things that I wanted to touch on. Is it wasn't? He was very narcissistic, like, yeah, and that that was the main reason for him leaving Uchi because he had a good thing. like for what it was he had a good thing in ukiah like it was altruistic or it seemed that way anyway you know it was altruistic fucking for the people and if it would have just stayed that small community that small town church and fucking community and whatnot it would have been kind of you know odd but it would have been beneficial to everybody involved um but then he's like i can't get any bigger here yeah he had to move yeah i i need to i need to go somewhere where i can grow this further um so he went to san francisco he ended and uh the other thing is he put the the fucking the people's temple he put them out for hire for like protests or mm-hmm. or events and shit to so where it's like hey if you need people fucking we'll get out there and we'll be enthusiastic and we'll we'll push your fucking cause whatever it is yeah and one of those causes was getting a, a mayor um elected I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but they got him elected, and in return for that, he made um, Jim Jones the chair for like the the San Francisco Housing Commission or something along yeah. those lines. Yeah, yeah, that was it. And yeah, and um, uh, so yeah, he was holding that you know seat of power. He was very powerful, and then all of the church, like these these meetings that he would that you know they are obligated to go to, are normally very fucking mundane meetings where they're just talking about like oh all right well some building code blah 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 blah. but with jim jones it was very theatrical he had all of his people come and every time he would enter the room they would all stand up and then they would Mm -hmm. sit down and clap at everything he fucking said and um like to your point that that you made a little bit earlier he secluded he isolated everybody yeah um every because of how big everything was getting everybody had a job that they had to do um and people were talking about how they would work 20 hours a day for the fucking people's temple So they were so they they were so exhausted that that jim jones ended up just was doing the thinking for them he was Mm -hmm. just like you do this you do this you do this and they were just so exhausted that they were just mindlessly following what he said so in addition to him being charismatic and manipulative he was using people's exhaustion to just have like mold them to his will and um he uh ended up um telling people that they they couldn't you know, they couldn't have sex with their wives or their or or their spouses period um he said that everybody was a was a homosexual to some degree and <laughs> uh he was the only heterosexual in the world <laughs> and uh he never poops. but he but he would uh yeah right but he would offer like there was one guy, I don't remember his name, but he uh when he first came into the temple he's like, You know what, I'll uh I'll fuck you in the ass if you want me to. You know, like it yeah. was it was really weird. Like he would approach people sexually and um he would be in adulterous relationships with, with members of the church and shit. And um a lot of that stuff is ultimately what what was his downfall. There was another another girl who was on a on one of the buses and he was he just uh Sat down next to her and she was like, He smelt of alcohol, like real strong. Yeah. And he was not, you know, not supposed to be doing that. And uh, he just sat down next to her on the bus and he's like, Do you know what you do to me? Oh. Yeah. And it's like, Wow. And she's like 20 at the time and he's, you know, in his strong. 40s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, he's like, after we stopped this bus, I needed to come back to my office. So he had it in, in one of the Greyhound buses that they had. He had a whole back area that had his desk and a bed and all this other shit. So after they stopped, she, she, he ended up uh, having sex with her, and and she was like, "This is the creepiest fucking part, right?" While he while he was doing it, he's like, "I'm doing this for you. This is this is all this is for you." It's like, "Whoa, that's gross. Yeah, That's icky. <clears throat> yeah, and." Um, it got to the point... So, he ended up um, working on um, building a community in Guyana, which is in South America. It's in, like, the northeastern portion or northeastern province? Co- country?
1: I don't no, know. I don't know. Whatever the
0: fuck. Country. It's in Africa. Yeah. No, it's in South America. Yeah, that's what I meant. It's, like, the
1: same thing. <laughs> They're the same shape. They've got forests. <laughs> um... Jungle cats, and it's important to know why they moved there too. Pangea, bitch. yeah, um, <laughs> right. So, they went to they left the United States to go to Ghana because, um, this was much later, like you've gone through the 60s and into like 73 74. Yeah. Um, people's kind of started to pick up on what was happening, and Whoa. um. Yeah, people were yeah, defecting because it was, like, that strong control. It was very, very, like, autocratic. It was very much everything was Jim Jones's saying and final say, and that was it. He had, like, a lot of, like, you could call them, like, lieutenants that he would, like, set. well, he had secretaries, and he had assistants, and he had people that did certain things, and they had um, young people who were, like, in their 20s and 30s that handled, like, legal work and stuff like that. Um, but people kind of like, not everyone was into it. And they had like defectors. that would escape and then talk to like the press who would then try and like get it into magazines that, because magazines were still a thing back then, um, that this what the church was actually doing, which is all the things you're talking about. Like it was really into like physical punishment for both children and adults. Oh, yeah. So like if you went out against the church, they would beat you and your children so to keep you like keep you in line oh yeah and then yeah dude. go ahead no just saying people obviously escaped while they were still in the states and when they talked to reporters and reporters would start to write articles about it and then jim jones would come in and say this is all a lie and they're they're well, no, no, just no. trying to like what happened with that right yeah. so
0: to, to touch on the beatings to touch on the beatings mm-hmm. um there was a guy who was like, yeah, I've seen people, you'd have to, like, I'd you'd get called up, and it would be a public, it would be a, yes. like, a, a community thing where you'd get called up, and you'd have to fight like, five people, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it was a gauntlet you had to run, and he's like, I, I remember somebody getting knocked out, they threw water on him to wake him up, and then he had to fight two more people, it's <laughs> <I was laughs> like, holy shit, yeah. and there was another another lady who was, like, slipping Jim Jones notes like, mm, what do you, let's, let's, uh, something, and uh, was that what the note said yep Uh, (laughs) and one of the other chicks that he was probably banging was uh got jealous and was like hey he doesn't have any you don't have anything that he wants fucking go ahead just just get naked show us your body let us know what it is specifically that he would want about you yeah and uh jim jones is like yeah i mean go for it i can get naked yeah, do so what they're like a board meeting, and fucking, she's just naked as the day she was born, and they're mm-hmm. like the whole board is just criticizing every piece of her body, and she's just fucking super embarrassed and whatnot. And Jim Jones is just looking over his fucking sunglasses, just smiling like he's enjoying this girl get berated. Um, yeah, like he's taking pleasure from it. But what happened with the defectors? Right, there were a couple people that got out, but it was it was so ingrained in people that it, the people. Um, compared it to like the Gestapo where families were ratting out families it was very much like Scientology Mm -hmm. it's weird how all cults are similar Um, where you know you couldn't trust your own family husbands couldn't trust wives like families were turning against each other out of by by design and um what happened what ended up happening was a what happened was um a few people had talked to reporters without Jim Jones's knowledge and without anybody else's knowledge, so that like, because they would have been ratted out and you know beaten. Yeah. Um, so it, it came out and then it was going to be published and jim jones got on the phone with the uh whatever the highest person in a newspaper is called i can't remember
1: editor editor-in-chief editor editor,
0: yeah editor-in-chief yeah got on the phone with editor and had her read him the article out loud and uh he couldn't understand why he couldn't stop her from publishing it because he was so used to for you know for 20 some odd years to getting everything that he wanted yeah um so, as soon as, as uh, she read him the whole article, he realized how fucked he was. Yeah. Because it was, hey, he essentially raped me. He beats people. Yeah. The church fucking alienates everybody. Like, it was the beginning of the end. It was all a fucking tinderbox and it was going to go down. Yeah. So, he looked around to his, you know, lieutenants and was like, we're leaving tonight because yeah. it was going to be published at like six in the morning. Um, and they were already building the community in Guyana. That was a thing that they were already doing. Yeah. But he he left, like, in the dead of night. He rounded up as many fucking people from the church as he could. And they all got on private jets and flew out to Guyana. And that's just what what they did. And um, he uh, uh, he got everybody out there. And it was, uh, like, a beautiful fucking, beautiful yeah. fucking place. Because it was built right in the middle of a fucking rainforest. And, um... Uh, they had, you know, supplies and it was a, a thriving community and whatnot, um, but he was getting really sick also. Like, the, uh, his kidneys were failing and his he was on some medications and shit, and they said that he was getting increasingly paranoid while he was there. Um, everybody was cut off from the outside. There were no phone lines or anything. Any, mm-hmm. any talks had to be from one designated ham radio. Um, and there was a... Sp- um, uh, speakers connected to the whole compound, and it was just Jim Jones talking 24/7. He like he recorded it, but it was on loop. Yeah, um, and it was just a propaganda machine. Like he was talking about how the United States and Europe were fucking um, getting rid of all the black people and all the people of color, and that the 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 compound in Guyana was the only place where they would be free and like it was live free or die and they would happily die for their cause and all this other shit and it was just that on loop and he would record new messages every day and uh, but people were talking about how as time went on it sounded like he was because of his medications and shit he started slurring his words yeah and, uh, like he was just deteriorating really fast. And there was a senator or yeah a senator in california that got elected and he ended up uh like people had written to him like people who that had defected or people who had family that that were in the people's temple like hey there's some fucking shit going down you need to go look at this yeah it was leo ryan and, yeah, yeah yeah there you go and uh he was like fucking young gunslinger at the time you know so yeah. he was like oh, oh mama go right out there and uh so he um starts flying out there and they jim jones prepared like tons of scenarios for them coming out here like they had welcome banners and shit for when he came out but he was preparing people like there were several scenarios where hey as soon as they walk in kill them all like fucking they they had contingencies um if certain things happened that you know they'd kill everybody and then kill themselves like it was it was a cunt hair shy of you know being a fucking massacre like more so than it was um and uh the the senator or the senator's assistant uh had uh kept his like filed his will and everybody that was going like they created new wills and kept them she's like i kept them in a drawer on our desk just in case you know something happened because it was fucking dangerous yeah it was creepy especially with all the fucking stories that they had heard they had heard their armed guards and shit and they they got down there and um jim jones was showing them all the supplies that they had and people were dancing and singing and um you know people were brainwashed
1: to the point like this is the best thing that's ever happened in my life it was their utopia it was their they had everything that they needed and yeah come here baby hi hold
0: on sorry good night baby i see here you go baby all right um and uh the senator talked to him and then got up on stage and was like hey you know uh I, I know you all know why I came down here it Was just You see what was going on down here and From the, the conversations that I've had Everybody's saying that it's you know The best thing that's happened in their lives And people just erupted with fucking Clapping and were fucking like Yeah the best thing that ever happened And there's this What the catalyst to this whole thing right To, to yeah. everything that happened Because he was going to leave it the next morning He was yeah. going to interview a few more people and leave the next morning uh, Some guy tried to slip one of the reporters a note and uh he folded it up and tried to put it in the like crick of his elbow and uh it fell and he's like oh hey you dropped this and like an eight-year-old kid is like he slipped him a note he slipped him a note and that's where everything started fucking falling apart um so everybody went to bed and then woke up the next morning and people who were living there were like that that lived through this were like it was just like it was a bright sunny like beautiful day but it just felt really dark like you could tell something bad was gonna happen yeah um so the reporters at interv- did their interview like did their interviews with people like do you, do you feel like you could leave if you wanted to and they're like yeah totally like yeah, if i wanted to but why would i want to this place is fantastic mm-hmm. and then uh, hours later because of uh you know the speculation from the note um Jim Jones didn't want an assault on the uh, on the on their compound, so he ended up uh, mixing up the Kool Aid, and that was one of the supplies that he like made it a point to say that they had. He's like, "We got red beans and uh, or black eyed peas and, and rice, and got some like lots of Kool Aid," and it's like, "Fuck me!" And then that's that's what ended up happening. They mixed the Kool Aid with I think it was
1: was a cyanide. Yeah, and then don't skip over what happened to the congressman, though. So, when after they were there was a little bit of time when the congressman had done his interviews, a couple of the people did say that, like, as they were leaving, they're like, Take us with you. Like, we want to leave. And oh, yeah, yeah, So, there yeah, was yeah. like a and like, we need to leave right now. Like, don't even worry about your shit right now. Like, so they were like, all right, so they get in the car, they get into a Jeep and then they're like drive straight to the plane, get on the plane and yeah. go. And they said when they were driving out to the airport, um, his armed guards were already there waiting for them and just shot the shit out of their yeah, out of their car and killed all of them, but I think one reporter, a couple people lived, but not many and yeah. mostly killed everyone including that congressman got killed too while he was there and then after that because they just killed a congressman they knew shit was going to hit the fan and that's when he started to go into the yeah. the Americans are going to come and they're going to kill us all and they you know the our Russian brothers can't help us and um, there's nothing we can do and that's when they decided to continue yeah.
0: and there's yeah and there's uh, so he ended up being like hey we're gonna we're gonna you know die with dignity and uh fucking everybody drink this punch oh and that's something i didn't touch on before i'm sorry mm-hmm. so years prior he gave punch to his whole congregation and they all drank it you know because a- as you do and he's like hey you guys all just drink poison and he had loyalty tests like that where he looked and he was People started freaking out and some people just sat there and were like, okay, I drank poison. He was like, you didn't actually drink poison, but that was a test. Like if I tell you to drink poison, you
1: drink poison. Like, Yeah, he did that I a mean. lot too. Yeah. Like it was yeah. frequent like threats of mass suicide and it was, and he had been doing that for years, like decades, like that started early, like in the, in the early sixties, he had started doing yeah. that when they were still in yeah. Indiana.
0: Yeah, and that was an important piece to touch on that I did skip over. Um, but uh, but yeah, he uh, so he talked all of them in, into doing. it. Well, he talked some of them into doing it. Yeah. And th- there are audio recordings and shit. Don't listen to them because That's they awful. are haunting. Yeah, you can hear people screaming and crying, and he's like, "Don't don't be like this. Like death is just a transition into the into the next next phase." And, just accept it with dignity, and everything's gonna be okay. I'm here for you. Blah 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 blah. And it was. Uh, and 900- he didn't
1: even drink the punch.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, nine hundred nine people died, and uh, there's a a helicopter that that ended up passing over like
1: and several they days everywhere. after everything
0: happened. Yeah, and they're they are spread everywhere. And there's fucking elder like tons of elderly people, like tons of elderly yeah. people, and fucking. Men, women, fucking children, like parents, and more kids. This, yeah, they're having to force this shit down kids' throats. And it's like, Mother fucker, this piece of shit. You know what I mean? It's the biggest mass suicide in um, uh, American history, I know, yeah. but
1: it was the yeah. largest American loss of life to outside of war. I don't know, like world, yeah. like Civil War and stuff like that was the biggest, but it, this was the biggest. Mass suicide to date, even now, and the biggest loss of of American life um prior to nine eleven. Like that yeah. is the only thing that's and, ever gone more than
0: that. And the thing is, it it wasn't it, it started humbly and like we the you and I talked earlier and I was like, there's no crazy belief system that no. they had. Like it
1: was Pentecostal Church. A,
0: yeah, there wasn't a crazy UFO or anything, and that's why I we were talking earlier and I was like I can't cover beliefs because it's just fucking Pentecostal church. Like it's, they're they're odd, but it's yeah. not anything out of the ordinary. Like that shit still goes on today. But it was just the, the, the leader, the, the the whole people's temple was Jim Jones. Like the yeah. the anomaly was Jim Jones. Like if it yeah. would have just stayed secluded to what he had in Ukiah, it would have been probably a positive fucking thing.
1: Yeah, but he did technically a lot of good for a lot of people. He really did right he really up did. to the end. Yeah, he, he did. Was... Yeah,
0: po- like positive political movements. Like mm-hmm. it was a good thing, and he and he talked about it. Like he he was able to relate to uh to to black people in a time where no other white person did, and a lot of and that's one of the, the praises that people sang about him was that. People didn't see him as a white person. They saw him as their pastor. Yeah. And it was, and it, that's just the way that it was. It wasn't, and, and he was able to, to talk to black people in a way that they didn't feel was hostile or um, he very wasn't welcoming. talking down to them. It was, yeah, he was very welcoming and he, he was very charismatic and it was just a...
1: And he protected them. Like, like you yeah. said earlier, when people were like, ah, and we're this and that, he would be like, get yeah. out get out yeah exactly and they probably threw him a beaten too like on the way out that's that's kind of his style (laughs) but yeah like that was he there was nothing even his one of his like lieutenants was a black woman who yeah he gave them like power with any none but because no one had any over him but he gave them important duties not just clean it was like handle things it was his
0: narcissism that was that was the ca- that was the catalyst to everything, right? Because yeah. he was like, "Hey, you know what? If 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 uh, if you need me to be your father, I'm gonna be your father. Mm-hmm. If you need to be need me to be your your brother, I'll be your brother. If you need me to be your god, I'll be your god." Mm-hmm. And it, it was like, "Holy shit, man! Like really?" And uh, a... he was, yeah, yeah. There was uh, one one sermon that he did that i remember people talking about it, where he's like hey you know what they held up a bible and he's like people put too much stock in this book it's just a book yeah and right. uh, and he I re- he's like look watch this and then he just hucked it like shucked it fucking right over all the pews and let it land and it landed with a thud because you know it's a it's a hefty book dense <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah and uh, it landed, and everybody's like, ooh, like, you know, Daddy just slapped Mommy at the dinner table type quiet. Yeah. And Awkward he's like, moment. here's the thing. Did you see anybody strike me down with lightning? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. No. Like, it, it's not – there There may not be anybody up there. It's like you have to be, you know, the best version of yourself, which, again, is a good fucking message. Like, you just be the best version of yourself. We There may not be a heaven that you go to, but – you got to make one here and uh again not a bad message but his narcissism is is what did the whole thing and that's what was again the catalyst for everything that happened but uh yeah biggest loss of life is uh from mass suicide and it was yeah. just real shitty and again like listening i didn't listen to the, the very end of it because you know i didn't want to um because i knew it was gonna rehash the uh all of it, you know, the audio and, and shit that they had, because he recorded fucking
1: everything. Like he documented yeah. everything yeah. that he did. Even uh, the even the very end, and that's how you can hear it, is cause he yeah. everything was recorded and yeah. later digitized. But yeah, and he was like a little bit more to your what you're saying that he started separating a little bit from Christianity and becoming more of a prophet himself and um, he started to reject the Bible because he said yeah. that it was a men's justification to dominate women and enslave yeah. the people of color like that was yep. what, yeah. and that's where like, people are on this board.
0: book has been enslaving black people for he said 200
1: years but I was like it's been a lot longer than that yeah <laughs> but. <thousands>, but. <laughs> and he, he claimed that the Bible was a uh, a declaration of a sky God or the buzzard God and that who was no real God at all. Right. So that's where he would be like, I'll be your God because he, he preached out against the Christian God, but he did all this through like Pentecostal style religion. So that's why people slowly t- would, would, it was a slow transition i kind of thought when i was reading about it it as like this is very much so the frog in the pot like if you put a frog in a boiling pot of water it'll jump out but if you put it in cold water and slowly increase the heat it'll sit there until it boils alive And that's exactly what he did with these people just slow and then indoctrination and then, like Lolita said, then, it was just conditioning over and over yeah, and over. and, it, and it got it gone.
0: got to the point right where where a lot of people were feeling like, "Hey, this is not right," and, and yeah. like people were speaking out on it, like this isn't right, this feels wrong. But they're like, "I'm too deep in at this point. Like I can't get out even if I wanted to. Yeah. Like whether it was because they were so bought in with mon- monetarily like they couldn't they couldn't buy their like they had nothing when they if they left yeah or their whole family was there and like I can't leave my husband and my children fucking yeah. it's uh, it, it, it was one of those things and I, like I said it the last week I said and I'm I said it this week it's a lot like Scientology where it's you know
1: once you're indoctrinating in, people and you, yeah,
0: you're, you're in like, blood
1: in blood out like it was not you're not leaving <laughs>
0: Yeah, man, it was uh, fucking crazy, dude. But yeah, that's uh, that's all I got for uh, for the people's yeah, temple. And, same and, and good old Jimmy Jones, fucking cunt.
1: Yeah, he was a awful, real, human. real
0: piece of shit, real big piece of shit. Uh, but yeah, man,
1: a real tech a real take to the W category for communism. It worked great. <laughs> smart back here about choke slam, Woody.
0: <laughs> oh, there it is. Got him. She got him. <laughs> He's never walking again.
1: <laughs> Let's get straight into it, man. Let's do a little of This Week Dumb. All right. This Week and Dumb. All right. Let's you keep got that any? Ball rolling. I, you said you got two. I'll hear you two. I, I do have two. All right. Hit me. So...
0: So this weekend, uh, obviously, it's going to be about you know big, big thing in news. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about it. There's apparently a sickness going around. Uh, it's causing a lot of people some uh, some concern, called the coronavirus. Uh, so with all the closures, business closures and whatnot, and everybody working from home or
1: or, or whatnot,
0: okay, let's touch you... on that
1: real quick. When was the last time you left your house? Today. Oh, I haven't been anywhere since Monday. I have not left. Really? Yeah. Um, With all
0: the uh, business closing, uh, GameStop has informed employees that if local authorities attempt to shut down their store in states with orders to close establishments deemed non-essential... So, uh, GameStop employees are are to inform law enforcement that the company believes that they should be classified as essential retail and therefore are able to remain open during this time. Uh, The instructions came with a flyer to hand over to law enforcement and includes the phone number for GameStop's corporate office. So GameStop is like, hey. Above the law. (laughs) Yeah, we're above the law. Also, we don't give a fuck if our employees get sick.
1: Quit. Right? (laughs) Fuck it, eh? That's a company that sounds truly evil, All
0: right? All right, it sure is. Um, so the second one on that same token is a uh, South Korean church sprayed salt water inside followers' mouths, believing that it's gonna it would prevent I read the about coronavirus. This. Oh,
1: God.
0: Uh, so due to this, forty six people got infected with the coronavirus because they didn't change the nozzle.
1: No. That's not how things work. <laughs> yeah. Idiots. Like, what the fuck were you doing? Ah, stick to StarCraft. Jeez. Uh, right? Get your shit together.
0: Um but yeah. That is uh, this weekend done because people are fucking idiots. <clears throat> hey, is it time?
1: You know what time? You know what time it is? I do know what time it is. It is 120 <laughs> It is 121 a.m. It is. Do you know where your children are? <laughs>
0: <laughs> truly do you remember those?
1: Yeah. Like I got a good idea but no.
0: All right, here we go. Rotten Tomatoes game, guys. Uh, so this this week, we are sticking to the topic of cults. So mm-hmm. these are all films uh, that uh, put cults on display, or are about cults, um, or cult-like happenings. Cult habits. Cult habits. Cult, <laughs> cult things. Just cult things. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Get it trended. Right? oh, Working in a grocery store with this whole coronavirus thing is a mess. Dude, TLS, I do not envy you. But uh, stay safe, my man. Like, feel free to fucking yell at people for being cunts. I mean, don't lose it. Don't lose it. But,
1: but... Or...
0: You know, that's that's a really fucking tough place to be in. Because I know people are fucking ridiculous and... God damn! And 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 the thing about thing the situations like these, right? It really brings the true colors of people out. Yeah, you know, humanity at its worst. Yeah, you really see people for what they really are. We're just a bunch of fucking animals. We're like one month, like one to two months. Like you know how we're one to two months shy of being homeless. Yeah, you know, without pay, one to two months we're homeless. People, like just humanity as a whole, one to two months shy of being just fucking animals again just a hundred percent fucking you know survival mode and shit it's like it's it's real shitty to see like people that in that light and it's it's I don't envy you less and uh, I I commend you for doing the job that you do Uh, but seriously stay safe and uh, you know all that goodness Um, hopefully you don't have any respiratory diseases or an at-risk person. Um, if you are, definitely stay safe. If you're not, you know, you'll get through it. <laughs> did you <laughs> see my uh, did you see
1: my tweet? It was kind of about the same thing. I didn't. It said, uh, the Joker in 2008, he said, see their morals, their code. It's a bad joke. Dropped at the first sign of trouble. There's only as good as the world allows them to be. I'll show you. When the chips are down, these civilized people will eat each other. See? I'm not a monster. I'm just ahead of the curve.
0: And yeah, that was from that's 2008 100% right. And 2020. That's, 100% that's, right.
1: that's the picture.
0: Yeah, Heath Ledger got out while the getting was good. Yeah. He knew. He knew it was up. There it is.
1: I like it. The Joker was right. <laughs> He's just ahead of the curve. He always is. He always is. not wrong. He was just kind of an asshole, though. Yeah. Was he, though? Yeah.
0: Just like chaos. Like a bit of chaos. Uh, Are you ready, bloody? Hit me, baby. For your first film. We're not going to go over the rules because, you know, you cunts should all know the rules by now. Yeah. Uh, If you don't ask questions, I'll answer them. Uh, And I promise I'll try not to be condescending. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Danny and Christian are a young American couple with a relationship on the brink of falling apart. But after a family tragedy keeps them together, a grieving Danny invites herself to join Christian and his friends on a trip to a -a once-in-a-lifetime midsummer festival in a remote Swedish village. What begins as a carefree summer holiday in a land of eternal sunlight takes a sinister turn when the insular villagers invite their guests to partake in festivities that render the pastoral paradise increasingly unnerving and viscerally disturbing. I'm of course talking about 2019's Midsummer. Midsummer. Yep. Directed by Ari Aster, starring Florence Pugh, Jack rayner and Wilhelm Blomgren.
1: You know, nobody'll know. It was a Bloody and Suddy BS Award winner for Best Horror Film of 2019. Sure was. Did the critics like it? Probably. It was a really good movie. I mean, we're pretty critical and we liked it. I'm going to say it was fresh at 75%. Okay.
0: It was indeed fresh. Uh Certified, so as a matter of fact, but I mean, it could be certified. It's seventy-five. Yeah, yeah. So, could it have been a perfect hundred in I mean, the nineties? Maybe it could have been, but it wasn't. It was certified fresh at eighty-three percent. Hey, nice! You got eight points on that one. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, some fun. Uh, Let's facts wrap it up there. One. <laughs> Alright, who are we rating? <laughs> who are we uh. Most of the Swedish dialogue Spoken by Harga Or the Harga natives Is deliberately not subtitled In order to create The sense of isolation For the audience And especially For the foreign visitors So you're supposed to Not know what they're saying So you're like What the fuck are they saying? You know? Yeah Which I thought was a nice touch It was like, nice I touch. didn't touch re- I didn't realize it As it was happening I think I did actually I was like the fuck are they saying and then i was like oh well fuck it but uh but looking back on it i was like man that's a nice touch like Mm -hmm. i really did want to know what the fuck they were saying yeah um now mark uh the character mark displays an extreme phobia of ticks which is actually based on ari aster's real life fear of bugs and illness like mark aster wore two pairs of socks over his jeans to ensure he wouldn't get any bug bites so ari aster's uh Scared of, scared of little bug bites. You, you know, know Lyme disease. Lyme that's disease. real.
1: That ain't nothing. We you know what's funny? was when I watched it the first time, I watched it um, somewhat less than legally. And um, I thought when there were no subtitles for the Swedish, it was just that it, they didn't <laughs> include <should> it. <laughs> yeah, I just <laughs> assumed it didn't have them. And that the, everyone else knew what they said except for me. But now I know. (laughs) The more you know and
0: shit. Mm -hmm. All right. Next on the docket. Nest. Will and Eden were once a loving couple. After tragedy took their son, Eden disappeared. Two years later, out of the blue, she returns with a new husband. And as a different person, eerily changed and eager to reunite with her ex those she left behind. Over the course of a dinner party in the house that was once his, the haunted Will is gripped by mounting evidence that Eden and her new friends have a mysterious and terrifying agenda. But can we trust Will's hold on reality, or will he be the unwitting catalyst of the doom that he senses? Speaking of 2015's The Invitation...
1: I know what you're talking about You do or do not? Don't Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh man I it? was
0: really hoping uh, Give me So a it's breakdown. directed by Karen Kusama And starring Logan Marshall Green Who you don't recognize him, His name but he's in lots of things mm-hmm. uh, And then pretty much nobody else There's uh, M- Emiyatsi Yeldi <laughs> I'm sure I nailed that pronunciation Killed it and <laughs> Michelle Heisman. <laughs> but uh but yeah. Fucking but it's very, very good. You need to watch it. Uh so you know, take a, a shot in the fucking dark I guess because
1: I think actually Hey we get a
0: we get a, a two thirty packs of Mikkeloboltr. Oops,
1: that's not it. Um, I will, I don't know. I don't know anything about this film. I didn't see it. I've heard nothing about it. That's upsetting, man. You need to watch it. Know. Remedy that. Remedy that. Um, I'm going to say... You need to watch it. Remedy that. Know. Remedy. Oh, um, um, I'm going to say... Go, oh, wait,
0: never mind. That's a lot of water. This isn't water. Oh. This go, is uh, Irish coffee, my man. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Why wouldn't it be?
1: I'm work from home now. I can do this all day. (laughs) Uh, Let's say... I'm going to take it as middle as I can because I don't know anything about it. I feel like cult movies do fairly well. But I don't know. You said it was good. So I'm going to say... Fresh, but barely at 60%.
0: 60? Okay. Uh, It was fresh and certified so as a matter of fact at 88% so 28 on, 28 that, one. on can't,
1: that
0: one can't fault you for that if you hadn't seen it and heard I ne- nothing
1: about it never even
0: heard of it I actually ended up discovering that one randomly on Netflix and it was I was pleasantly surprised I didn't expect oh, much out of it and look I was it like oh man this is you should Rapidash where are you streaming man wait some more smash as per usual All right, so next. uh, These next two are ones that we've talked about recently. Mm. Um, The journalist Patrick's... Patrick's. The journalist Patrick works at Vice, a company dedicated to cover bizarre news. When his sister, Caroline, joins a community, she travels abroad with her new family. Out of the blue, Caroline invites her brother to visit her in an un... Undefined country, and Patrick travels via helicopter with his friends Jake and Sam, that also work with him at Vice. Yeah, they find. Yep, they find weird that the men that have come to guide them to Eden Parish have guns. On the arrival to Camp Patrick, Sam and Jake find a community of happy people that worship Father. They interview Father, but soon they realize that the people are not as happy as they seem to be. Further, they find that they are trapped in the parish Eden and they want to leave the place with the newcomers, but the Father does not have any intention to let them go. Talking, of course, of 2013's The Sacrament. This is the one that I thought yeah. John Goodman played him. Uh, so he looks like him, though. He looks very much like him. It's uh, directed by Ty West, starring absolutely nobody. It's Joe Sw- Swanberg, S- A.J. Bowen, yeah, and Kentucker Ken Oddly. Who the fuck names a kid Kentucker?
1: Assholes. <laughs> that's who. <laughs> um, this was a great movie. It's actually really, really good. It was very much so playing on the today's uh, topic people's yeah. temple yeah. yeah um i don't i'm surprised it's even rated on rotten tomatoes um sure is. probably isn't certified um but is it certified it's not it's not certified yeah it, that's not surprising i thought it was great um uh, let's say it's I mean, it's got a lot of violence in it. I can't imagine it scored that well. So I'm going to say Rotten, but a high Rotten at 55%. 55 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is
0: actually not Rotten. It is fresh.
1: Oh, I'm good. I'm, I'm happy it, it did well. I mean, it, it fucks at, my uh... game,
0: but... Eh. Not by much, though. Not not by as much as you would think. It's uh, just barely fresh at 64%. Oh, okay. I'll take the nine. So not terrible. Uh, some fun facts about this. Um, <laughs> two retired members of the Harlem Globetrotters played background roles in this, <laughs> in this movie. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. So it's just in the background. It's like... <whistles> <laughs> the Washington Generals
1: are like those motherfuckers.
0: Uh, also, this is actually a uh, a more fun fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not more fun, it's just a, a more harrowing fun fact. Uh, according to the film commentary in the originally conceived ending, spoiler alerts, uh, the helicopter pilot was not shot. Once the helico- helicopter pilot got to altitude, the pilot proclaimed, we must follow father's orders and crashed the helicopter, killing everyone on board. This conceived ending of the movie, with the helicopter pilot committing suicide and killing everyone on board, is very similar to one of the many plans Jim Jones's cult had to commit revolutionary suicide. One of the one of Jones's mistresses took flying lessons and got her pilot's, pilot's license in case they ever wanted to fill a plane up with the people's temples, mem- people's temple, people's, people's temples. temples, members, and crashing it in the name of the cult. Wow. Which I didn't know in any of my research. It was just a, through this fun fact that I actually figured that shit out. And I was like, wow. Holy shit. That's crazy. You know? Yeah. Uh, you're not having a bad game so far, man. So far, so good. We're we're, th- we're three three movies in. Uh, so next one is uh, teenager Jared invites his best friends, Travis and Billy Ray, to have a foursome with a 38-year-old woman while driving to meet the woman travis hit a car parked on the road when they meet the woman she gives spiked beer to them and they pass out when the three friends wake up they find that they're trapped in the fundamentalist five points trinity church at the infamous pastor abon cooper and they will be killed meanwhile the church is under siege by atf and atf agents led by joseph keenan that have ordered that have been ordered to destroy the terrorist cell Will the teenagers be saved by the agents of the law enforcement agency?
1: Spoiler alert! Uh, well, this is no. 2011's
0: Red State, Great movie. by Kevin
1: Smith, Kevin Smith, starring
0: Michael Parks, Melissa Leo, and John Goodman. John motherfucking Goodman, <laughs> thin John Goodman too, like yeah, creep, creepy saggy faced John Goodman.
1: Yeah, he was one of the ATF agents, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Like His lead agent in charge, agent. yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was such a good movie. I enjoyed um, it very much. Yeah, I Star director that I think most of the community likes and respects, I would say this is a solid, fresh, certified. So at the whole time, you're like, you know, um, 90%. It was great. 90? I'm going full 90 on this one. I might, generous. Generous. I might have overshot yeah. it. But...
0: Just, just a bit. Just a bit. Uh, it's actually just barely fresh at 60%.
1: Why? It was a great film.
0: I, I liked it a lot, right? Yeah. I liked it very, very much. Um, there are a couple fun facts about this one, though. Uh, so during filming, Kyle Gallner suffered a panic attack whilst being tied to a cross, which the crew was unaware of at first. They thought that Thanks he was left just acting him. Yeah, he was sitting there fucking tied to it And it's like huh, huh. They kept it in the film
1: Oh, so that's when he's in actually, the film?
0: Yeah, when he's actually flipping out Being tied to the cross
1: that's He was actually flipping way.
0: out Yeah, he's the one that has the, the hood tied around his head When he's tied to the cross And he's fucking flailing all over the place Yeah That's, that's that part Like he was legitimately flipping the fuck out. It's it remind when I read that it reminded me a lot of uh, Poltergeist. Yeah. uh, When the kid was being fucking choked, and Steven Spielberg was like, "That was a great take," and he's like, "Oh fuck, this kid's really being fucking choked by this prosthetic." Holy shit. Um. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. All right. Where we at? Uh. All right. Last movie. Are you ready for your last film? Hit me, baby. All right. Uh, this one I know you've seen because we talked about it. Okay. Uh, taking place in 1983, Red is a lumberjack who lives in a secluded cabin in the woods. His artist girlfriend Mandy spends her days reading fantasy paperbacks. Then one day she catches the eye of a crazed cult leader who conjures a group of motorcycle riding demons to kidnap her, Red armed with a crossbow and a custom axe. Stops at nothing to get her back Leaving a bloody oh, brutal pile of bodies in his wake I'm of course talking about 2018's main Starring or directed by Panos Cosmatos Starring Nicolas Cage, Andrea Riseborough, and Linus Roche Alright, did you like this film? I really did, it was really fucking weird But I liked it a lot It was
1: way too weird for me to get into um, was it really? Yeah, I did I had a hard time hanging with it. Like it was just like What is even happening? Are these motorcycles people or demons? And if they're demons, why are they riding motorcycles? Can't they just they can. move quickly? Why are their arms so spiky? <laughs> I had a lot of questions. Um didn't love it. Um there. I didn't like this film as the latest later Nick Cage movies. I don't like either. Um, I'm just gonna go with my did gut. You see, did, you, did you watch Mom and Dad? Mom and Dad. Yes. Did you that? I like liked that? that one. Yes, I did. I thought that was great. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. He didn't have a lot of screen time though. What I didn't do you mean like he had a lot of. See, I yes, did... he did. Not as. Well, he wasn't a main character, in other words. Uh, he was dad. He was yeah, there. It constantly. was about the kids who was on the screen constantly. And he was gone throughout the middle of the movie. He was there in the beginning and he went to work and left. And then at the end he came back.
0: Yeah, he came back in the middle. He did that he did that fucking thing with the with the, the daughter's boyfriend the Wow! <laughs> yeah, Goddamn, just the fucking best. That was. I did. I forgot about that. That
1: made the whole fucking movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. Then his but parents anyway. came to kill him. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Oh, and then was
0: Lance. Lance Henriksen. Lance Henriksen made the
1: cameo, yeah. as it. Yeah, he did. It was great. Um, this one less great, by a <laughs> long shot. Um, I can see why people would like it though. It was very weird, and mm-hmm. very artsy. It, it, I'm sure there's a lot of underlying shit that I just didn't pick up on or understand. Um, so I'm gonna give it points for that one. I'm gonna say it is rotten at fifty percent.
0: Well, it kind of fucked up there. I'm gonna tell you that right now.
1: Is it super? Is it super fresh?
0: It's super fresh. I'm gonna change
1: my shit. Ninety. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you want to change it? No, it's fine. I will stick I'll, I'll with allow my it. I'll no, but
1: now I know. It's okay.
0: No, nope, I'll take no, the I'll loss. allow it. Nope, I'm going to allow it. Are we cheating? You changed it. It's fine. I just said it was super fresh. I didn't say
1: how fresh it was. Oh, well, all right. Then I'll change it to 80. You're such a cunt.
0: This going right. to be a,
1: a big asterisk on this game Is
0: there though Because here's the thing, right It was certified fresh At 90% If you would have <laughs> just kept it a fucking 90 You would really have gotten negative 5 I would have lost 5 But now because you switched it to 80 Like an asshole I gained 10 Uh, you, Yeah, you gained 10 um, So yeah uh, Some fun facts about this uh, The Cheddar Goblin commercial was directed by Chris Casper-Kelly, who directed the Adult Swim short Too Many Cooks. Do you remember that?
1: No. You don't remember
0: Too Many Cooks? Mm -mm. It's like a 15-minute fucking sitcom intro that says, Too Many Cooks many cooks. Like, it's and it's just introducing characters just constantly, and then it's just a serial killer killing people, and but still constantly to that fucking intro. It's really fucking fantastic. You need to watch it because it's a good way to kill 15 minutes. All right. Uh, and uh, so, just before shooting started, Cage's 14 year marriage to Alice Kim came to a sudden end uh nicholas cage said on it a shocker for me i didn't see it coming and those feelings had to go somewhere so they went into my performance so he was distraught by his marriage ending that uh so he, he brought that to uh you know his uh performance as red he was also approached by the director to play uh the i can the bad guy, the main protagonist—I can't remember his name. Like, the
1: antagonist.
0: Yeah. Oh, and, oh, God damn it! I did it again. Uh, uh, at least yeah, you didn't antagonist. deny it this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did it again. Uh, but yeah, he was—he was approached to play the antagonist um, years prior to it getting greenlit, and he was like, "I'd rather play red." And then the director was like, mm, "I can't see it. Don't see. Don't see you doing it." And then uh, years later after talking about where he was in his life is like all right yeah your life's shitty
1: oh yeah you your life sucks <laughs> <laughs> you're in
0: <clears throat> um bam it so let's see 49 57 85 85 points that's where around.
1: 100 that's a pretty good game for me that is pretty that's solid, solid man.
0: bloody game you, you, you got real fucked by, uh, uh, by Red State and uh, the second one, the invitation. Which, to your credit, you didn't you hadn't seen. I anything no about it. Yeah,
1: it's rare that I've never even heard of it. Do
0: watch it though. I mean, I oh, hadn't well. heard of it when I when I watched it. I'd only heard of it because I'd seen it pop up on my Netflix recommendations. Which, to be fair. Are not what they used to be I missed the 5 star rating system from Netflix Oh versus
1: just thumbs up thumbs down
0: Yeah cause I mean the 5 star That's how I found a lot of movies that I Watched otherwise Yeah. because of how I rated Other movies and I spent You know I single <laughs> yeah. When when that shit came out So I, I rated like 1800 things <laughs> So my, my fucking Recommendations were Fucking dialed wh- on. Right the fuck yeah. in yeah That's where I found Ink, actually. That was a great movie. I just thought about that recently, actually. It was a great movie. I I tell everybody, and anybody who will listen, I tell about that movie. Watch Ink. I'm like, hey, watch Ink. It's fan-fucking-tastic. I shed tears. I don't shed tears at movies, unless dogs are dying. (laughs) Yeah, dogs. No tears are coming out of this face. No, yeah, it was great. And no dogs died in that movie. Yeah, no dogs died in that movie. And, uh, yeah, I was like, (sighs) Yeah. That was a good yeah, one Hit me right in the feels um, yeah. But yeah There it is uh, So there it is That's uh, that's our show That's the whole thing That's the whole thing That's the whole show uh, You ready to wrap it up? Yeah let's wrap it up You had a bug on me You It's dead now Imagine so Yeah uh, So um, Today we talked We dove a little bit deeper Into You know the march of cults the march of madness as it were Mm -hmm. Um, lots of people join these types of organizations we talked about it last week uh because they need a sense of belonging and they need that um, sense of community um they feel alienated from everyone else around them and uh they feel like the only place that they can get it is from this this unhealthy place something that they probably wouldn't have joined if they were in a better place in their lives so here is us hoping that uh you know everybody especially considering the trying times that we're in you guys are in a good place uh, if you're not uh i hope we bring you some sort of joy there are definitely people that you can talk to friends loved ones uh professionals that you know care about where you are and where your headspace is and uh you know see you through to the other side but we are here uh to, you know bring you mindless entertainment uh from being just a hundred percent fucking idiots
1: uh you know and if you it. need a place our discord channels will happily be your cult replacement um, oh yeah hundred percent jump in and um you will be welcomed with open arms it's a community two great communities full of great people um yeah. We put funny things in there. It's like an we extenuation do. of the show. Uh, if you're it ever really feeling is. like, "Hey, I've seen all the shows and I don't know what to do next," I'll tell you what to do next: jump in that Discord. Yeah, we'll join be there the Discord.
0: Waiting. We'll 100. We 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 love you for loving oh, us, and we just want to still. love you some fucking
1: more. <laughs> uh, the all of our social flavors will be listed in the description below, including our Discord channels. Join. We are. Open for 24 7. So, um, yeah. We're good. That was it. That was your start. So, hey, this is. <laughs> I am Bloody the Elf. That is. Setting Smash. Remind you guys keep it posy. <laughs> there was that was good i felt good about it i liked it dude i bet our discords explode oh yeah